All right, Geek Geekish, it's clobbering time. We're talking about the Fantastic Four this week in our podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Bino. Derek is over there. Say hi to the people, Derek. Hi, people. You didn't say hi to the people. Oh, hi to the people. <laughs> but thanks once again for joining in. Now we got a half hour or so of us talking about random nerdy stuff. And this week, like we said, Fantastic Four is on our minds. Because if you haven't seen uh, Marvel released this huge three-minute teaser trailer for the next Phase 4 movies coming out over the next few years. And it starts off with a Stan Lee voiceover over some scenes from movies. It's, you know, almost tear-jerking. And then it just gives you blast after blast after blast of the next six Marvel movies, little pieces of them together. And... Uh, the hype is is unreal. I'm I'm almost as excited for these new movies that I don't know no, almost nothing about that I was, you know, when Endgame was starting to come out. It's the, the hype is palpable. Well, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we've been hyped for a while. I mean, just at the announcement of some of these back in the day, you know, you know, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to be working on this, and you're like, hoo, and then you kind of forget about it. And then they release this teaser trailer or whatever you want to call it, and they put dates on when they're actually going to come out. And you're like, oh, I mean, it sucks that we have to wait till 2023 for Guardians 3. But I mean, what? But it makes it real because we also grew up. You look at the late 90s, early 2000s when it came to nerdy stuff like this, there'd be talks. Oh, they're going to make a, a Spawn movie. And then it's like, oh, yeah, in the next decade, they might start scripting one together. Yeah, Whereas true. now it's like, no, they're making this movie. They're they're working on it now, and it's going to be done in two years. Oh, okay. Oh, well, and what I was going to say too story. is like I look back to when Guardians of the Galaxy two was announced, you know, after the first one, and we're like, oh man, we have to wait three or years or whatever it was, and then that game went because I had a memory come up yesterday or today or something like that of we all went to the drive-in to see Guardians of the Galaxy two, and that was four years ago. Yeah, I remember when two thousand eighteen seemed really far away. <laughs> Yeah, but I also feel like uh, Fantastic Four, they they've been kind of I don't want to say overlooked in the Marvel Universe, but they've had some garbage. They put out the Fantastic Four movies in the 2000s with uh, Chris Evans as Human Torch, and they were not great. They were entertaining. They had their moments, but they were they were not great movies. And then they had the other reboot they put out in 2015, which me and a lot of people would probably put up there with one of the worst Marvel movies they've ever made. Well, and that's all thanks to Fox Studios on that one, right? They wouldn't let Marvel touch it. Yeah, I, it's, they did a lot of things wrong with that, which we can get more details in if we want to. But they did that so poorly, and the Fantastic Four is one of the, the bigger names in the Marvel Universe. I mean, they've been around since, what, they started in the 50s or 60s, and their original run on the series got it uh, issue 611. Oof. Dang. That came out in 2013, so that was a long run of just the original series, let alone the different spinoffs and other versions they come with those. And so the Fantastic Four is like a staple of comic book nerds like me for life. The Fantastic Four, even if you didn't like the Fantastic Four, you knew about the Fantastic Four, you've read the Fantastic Four, you had some Fantastic Four comics. You well, go to any even, comic book shop, you can find a stack of old Fantastic Four comics in any bin. And it's not even <laughs> that, too. It's the Fantastic Four have crossed over into damn near every story at some point right just like about they've, I mean, they've had their you know reed richards has had his stretchy hands in in a lot of different storylines you know from <laughs> the the avengers to x-men to you know things like that and in fact a lot of people were speculating and hyped that reed richards was going to show up in wandavision 
You know, yeah, there, there was so there was so much hype that the uh, the director of WandaVision actually, since the show the season ended, has issued kind of an apology because there was so much hype that, that everyone thought Reed Richards was going to make an appearance. And he's like, yeah, man. <laughs> well, even even in the show, like regardless of not of the apology, even in the show, he he I don't know they they and uh, they made it so much so that it was going to be this huge thing. It was going to be, oh, like, she knows a specialist, an astrophysicist or whatever that's going to help get him in there. Everybody's like, automatically, Reed Richards. And then it turns out to be some nobody, and you're like, oh. Because, you know, we Marvel now owns the rights mm-hmm. to Fantastic Four again. And they teased that at the end of that three-minute, four-minute trailer hype video, sizzle reel, whatever you want to call it. So... It's there, and then big news that I read uh, uh, earlier this week. I don't know if it's true, but this is according to uh, we got this covered. That supposedly some insiders at Marvel and the MCU said that they've offered and they're trying to get John Krasinski to be Reed Richards. See, and they've—I feel like they've said that for. I mean, that's been hyped for quite a while. But so. can you imagine if if they get Krasinski as Reed Richards and? get his wife Emily Blunt to be Invisible Woman? I mean, is that not perfect casting? <laughs> well, at least there'd be some chemistry on scene. No there, there, be, to, there better be. No offense to Jessica Alba and uh, what's-his-toes, I forgot. Chris Evans? No. Or no, no. Uh, uh, I, uh, Ion or Ian Griffod? Yeah. I know him, I see him, and he was Lancelot in the Keira Knightley version <laughs> of King Arthur. That's who he is. But honestly, he was a fairly good cast. As far as looks go, he looked yeah. like a Reed Richards. He just got put in a movie that wasn't very good. And Chris Evans made a pretty good human torch for what Johnny Storm was in the comics. I was going to say, Chris Evans, I think, made those movies entertaining. He made them watchable. Uh-huh. I mean, because the and, second and, one was... Yeah, and Mike, Michael Chiklis, did, he, he did a decent job of Ben Grimm, but the, the Ben Grimm they wrote for those movies was just pathetic. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't the the actor's fault of it, but I mean, it was and it was with the time of the the superhero effects were just getting started. So a lot of the special effects are super hokey, especially in the Rise of the Silver Surfer. Like every time the Silver Surfer is on screen, you just kind of want to look away. You're like, oh, really? <laughs> well, and that movie, that movie in general was a whole lot of fluff for a whole lot of nothing. You know, the Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer, like we've, like you've talked about before, is this you know all powerful being, and he's there as a scout because one of the huge Marvel baddies is coming in, and it kind of just was like this build. They turned they turned Galactus into a cloud. Yeah, I was gonna say it was kind of this build up, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Hey, here you go," and I I don't know. I don't know. And, and let's be honest, like. If they bring back Fantastic Four and they redo the reboot right, are we going to get a legit good version of Doctor Doom too? Because as cheesy as his name is, Doctor Doom is actually a really fun villain in the comics. It has a lot going on behind him and gives him a lot of. I mean, he's 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 almost up there with Magneto as far as having help the you know, realistic reasons of being this super villain. All these kind of things he ties together for it of you know backstory and depth to his character. But in the movie, he's just an angry guy that didn't get what he wanted and now he can shoot electricity out of his fingers like (laughs) big deal it's not doctor doom it's like electro (laughs) here's the thing that i hope too is i didn't see the reboot that they did what 2015 or 16 Mm -hmm. whenever it came out yeah um 
for many reasons. One, I heard it was bad. Two, you sat through it and you told me no. Um, but from what I've heard is it is, what, like an hour and a half, almost two-hour movie, and 90% of that is just backstory. Mm-hmm. Nothing really happening or anything like that. Now, the way the Marvel Universe is flowing now, they've kind of put the backstory either within the first 30 minutes or they tie it into another movie as kind of like some filler there. So, one, I don't think we need another origin story of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. You know, it's just like Spider-Man. We've had enough of them. Like like what they did with Homecoming, you know, we didn't need a whole like, oh, he goes to this, gets bit by Spider, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's... They kind of put it in a different movie, and then we're like, okay, cool. We're ready for Homecoming. Mm-hmm. We don't need another origin story. I think origin stories are done unless you're introducing some really obscure character. Yeah, and, and or, or you do the origin story, you wrap it up in the origins. Like the first 10 minutes of the movie gives a bam, 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 here you go, rolling. Like, let's do right. this thing. Like, yeah. I, I think the MCU has grown up enough that a lot of these characters, like... I know they want to introduce them to new people for marketing purposes and all that kind of stuff, but let's let's be honest. At this point, we can just play some fan service that when you got new characters, people want to see new characters, and the people that love those characters are going to pay to see your movie <laughs> if you do it right. Like, you, have you seen the uh, screen caps of the set for uh, the, uh, of, of the girl playing Miss Marvel? Yes, the like her costume looks legit, looks legit yeah. straight out of the comics. I'm like, yes, right. okay, thank you. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think that's exactly it. I think they need to, you know, start doing the... I mean, even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, spoiler alert, I'll give you a chance to tune out three... Earmuffs! One. At the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, Cap's new suit, straight out of the comics. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and one cosplayer, he put it on and everybody's like, how did you make that so fast? He's like, it's from the... You know what? Yeah, I made it really fast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he didn't want to explain it. And that's not too much of a spoiler and all because they actually used that picture in some of the promotions for the series. So I don't feel yeah. like it's too much of a spoiler about that part. But either yeah, way. But still, I mean, yeah. I mean, we all knew he was going to be Captain America anyway. But uh, yeah. I, it was fun how they did it. But, I mean, that's the thing is like, like you said, give us the 10-minute exposition, I guess. We don't need – and here's one thing that I'm really tired about with movies um, is the narration in the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, either, you know, they're doing the whole, like, you have to read it, or they're doing the narration, or they do both. We don't need any of that. Just show us what's happening on the screen. You don't need to sit there and exposit, okay, you know, once I was a young kid, while they're showing it, they're narrating it, like, we're smart. Yeah, I have Let's a feeling watch. we're going to see it repeatedly in some of these Marvel movies. I would be willing to put money that, a good number of them, the movies are going to start out with a flashback of what happened during or directly after Endgame yeah. with Flashbacks. the snap and all the kind of stuff. And it's going to be you know, showing this different part of the universe that didn't exist in the MCU for what's going on, what happened to them. I mean, similar to kind of what they talk about in WandaVision and Winter Soldier when there's other people coming back. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to put all these new characters up in different spots and you'll be able to give these characters you have no idea just showing up somewhere and they'll mention a few things and suddenly you can place, okay, so they, they were here in this and they, they were when the snap happened, okay, so yeah, and, they fit, and that just fits them right into this already existing web of a universe they've created. So right. I feel I like just, it opens just, a lot of doors. I hope they don't lean too much on the narration aspect for the exposition. Like, you know, a sign of a good movie is expositing 
with the scene itself and not just talking. So that's what I'm hoping like with Fantastic Four, since this is like their first real big kid show, <laughs> um, you know, to actually dive in and not expose it too much, but show, you know, kind of how they got their powers. Hopefully they stay genuine to it and go from there. You know, maybe show Dr. Doom as a kid, you know, the reason he did this, 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 and this. You, you know, we don't need the narration or reading. And, you know, like you said, the Marvel recap of, like, here's something happening, and you're like, oh, what's going on here? And then they happen, and then it kind of explains it in a real quick thing. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah, I feel like I mean, it, the Fantastic Four, especially after they go with the, the Phase Four things, they got the, the Eternals and the Guardians of the Galaxy going out there. I really hope they start bringing the Kree or Shi'ar aliens into a little bit because they had to pretty much invent the uh, Chitauri yeah. for the universe, cinematic universe, because they didn't have the rights to the other ones because of the comic deal with Sony. So hopefully they'll do some of that. And then the Eternals op- gives them the option to bring to space. We already know that Captain Marvel's been off in deep space with other stuff, and now Nick Fury's on a, a spaceship light years away doing other things on there. So all these different things can go on there. And if you go to the basic origin of the Fantastic Four, Reed Richards accidentally made them by a test flight into space with a rocket called the the uh, Marvel One, and then he built a ship to visit an Earth-like planet 44 light years away. So that was his old plan when they created the Fantastic Four in the comics. Was he was trying to visit a planet in another solar systems, and the radiation got him and his wife and all that stuff a little gamma radiated. So, I mean, there's 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 plenty of ways they can tie in. So I don't know if they're going to tie in the Fantastic Four as in like the Guardians. They're going to pick him up in some other solar system when they're fighting with Doctor Strange and Adam Warlock or something like that. Or if they're going to be in New York in the Baxter building down the street from the Stark building doing their thing and using, you know, if they'll put in Reed Richards would be like the, the next Tony Stark as far as the, you know multi-billionaire funding a lot of things <laughs> yeah i'm 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 excited to see what they're doing let's let's talk casting real quick okay, okay. so krasinski right yeah jim <laughs> um i think yeah i mean with his beard and everything like that i think he could do a, a good re richards and then like the well, he'd, have, he'd, have to, he'd take the beard off for well, i was gonna say like he's got to put I, in some silver fox lines on the side you know well, like what i'm the, saying is like, these things I, I got going on here <laughs> there, there's, I guarantee there's going to do a part where they got the beard on it and then they're going to make him all dapper, right? Do you think there's somebody else that could also fill that that part? Because for whatever reason right now, I'm just thinking of Krasinski and I can't think of anybody else. Because, I mean, Krasinski has been hyped in this position for for this role for years, you know? Uh-huh. That is a tough one, Um, because I, I, being that I read the news about Richards, all I can think about, and then seeing the original guy that I thought was a good cast for the looks of Reed Richards, is a tough one. Um, But if I think it's going to think somebody else could play Reed Richards, uh, this this could be a bit of a long shot. But but hear me out here. What about somebody like Matt Smith, the Doctor? Uh huh. Because he's got this—he's got the strong jawline. You calm his hair down a little bit, like let him show a little bit of age on there. Like, could could he be the the right kind? Because yeah, I mean, yeah, 
it's it's not a, it's not a perfect casting for the, the comics, but I could see it see it working something like that. Well, and then you know if they do Krasinski, obviously Blunt would be the the obvious choice for Sue. But I mean, the thing with that too is is like, is that too obvious? Is that like you're like, oh, come on, like it, it all depends. What do they want to do? Like the young Fantastic Four? Do they want to do the older Fantastic Four? I don't know. There's just so many different things. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to go the older because if they're doing so many of the. I mean, with all the the next phase of the uh, Avengers with Miss Marvel and Ironheart and all the super super young characters and Nova come around, mm-hmm. maybe they will go the Fantastic Four as some older characters to come come back into it. Right. Because they with the cinematic universe going for what fifteen. 20 years or whatever, and some of those characters that we saw that were young characters are, are not necessarily young characters anymore, except right. for Ant-Man. He'll never age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't want to have a bunch of geriatric superheroes, so maybe they will introduce them as like, you know, middle-aged, older people or something like that. Or it makes sense if you get a cast an older Reed Richards and Sue Storm, then you could have their kids as being... 20 30 somethings but they're just a little bit older so it makes more sense for it like well and that opens up a whole bunch of things too because their kids are in the comics so i don't know and then like you got the human torch i think michael b jordan was wasted in that role in the like i like i think he his talents were wasted in that role like he was the human torch in the reboot Oh, I'll have to look it up because I, I don't even remember his acting in the movie. It was just so bad. I just, I, oh, I just it's think, right. That's right. Okay, yeah, I got him. Yeah, I just think that they, they, he could have been so much better in that with the better writing. So I think mm-hmm. he could have been a good one. Are they going to give him another chance? I doubt it because, you know, he was also in another Marvel movie. So, mm-hmm. but. Also, I'm somebody to... somebody else suggested on there that I thought would be would have been a good idea for Ben Grimm would be to have David Harbour be Ben Grimm. Which well, he'd be awesome, but now he's already... He's, I was going to say he's in the, Black uh, Widow. Uh, yeah. Uh, name's escaping me, but the Russian character. Cap- Captain Cosmer. Yeah, no, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, if, yeah. they went for the, if they went for the younger Fantastic Four, what about somebody like Zac Efron as Reed Richards? He's older than Krasinski, isn't he? Oh, Zac Efron. Sorry. No, I was thinking Zach Braff. There we go. <laughs> my Z- brain. My brain. Zach, no Zach, Zach Braff, not quite. Uh, he's just a little too. Yeah. I don't think he'd be a good Reed Richards. Hey, he might be. But yeah, Zach Efron is Reed Richards. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've, I've, like I've been watching his series of uh, Exploring the World on yeah. Netflix or whatever. And Which is really good. He's, he's become really endearing about it. And he, he just has that. He's 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 aged just enough to where he could I feel like he could be that grown up role like you just put put a little gray on him and he could really fire that up maybe you know like I could be wrong <laughs> uh, I like I agree with you he has matured a lot in that and he's fantastic in his docu series but I don't know if I like that that casting choice and, and this is the thing too is I mean how many times have we ourselves seen a casting choice paul rudd and went this isn't going to be good and then we well, watch when, it and we're like that works look when we heard about when they, they said they cast chris pratt as star lord i'm pretty sure the entirety of the world went the chubby guy from parks and rec 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he's going to be with a raccoon and a tree. Yeah. Okay. Who's the tree? Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, and that's the, that's the thing is like I guess you know in Bradley Cooper's Rocket Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon. I mean, you know, we heard these casting choices with Paul Rudd as Ant Man, everything like that, and we all had the really, and then it ends up working out. Mm. You know. I guess we got to just trust Marvel. <laughs> yeah, they've they've obviously got some casting directors that know how to make things work for the most part. So we, I, I, I'm, I am at this point now willing to give them a little more leeway in my expectations. They hear something I'm like, that doesn't sound right. I'm like, well, they must have a plan that I can't know about. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I did that one too when they recast Hulk as Mark Ruffalo instead of Edward Norton because he didn't want yeah. to come back. I was like, what? The dude from 30 going on 30? Or 13 going on 30? Really? And, and then it, it, it worked. I wouldn't mind seeing somebody like Kristen Bell as Sue Storm either. That would, I think, be a good role. Because, I mean, Sue is goofy and endearing, but also serious. And Kristen Bell can definitely mm-hmm. pull those and, off. And, just, and, just, and having an actual husband-wife team as a husband-wife in the movie doesn't always go so well. So maybe it would be better to have non-husband and wife play husband and wife. I don't know. Yeah. For What about for Johnny? Like... Because I mean, he's the he's the he's the hot shot. No pun intended. I um, <laughs> see. And that's the thing is, like, I I just keep thinking of Chris Evans because he was like perfect for that role. He was the wisecracking, like, cocky guy who was also you know had some smarts about him. And I mean, I'm glad he got a second chance at you know starting with Captain America. But it's, yeah, he 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 was pretty good for what it was. Um. What what about like a like a Joseph Gordon Levitt or something like that? I don't know if he could pull it off anymore though. He's yeah, I don't know. He he uh, he doesn't have the the super youthful exuberance. Yeah, the quirkiness anymore. I don't and, know. And but then it also goes into how how they write it too because it's I I'm I'm basing it off of what I know the Fantastic Four of which was the majority of my Fantastic Four reading happened between. You know, the late 80s and late 90s of Fantastic Four runs around the time the Infinity War and Infinity Crusade comic storylines are going about. So that's where my vision goes with what they are. Yeah. And obviously a lot's happened in, in the Marvel comic world since then. So they could go a lot of different ways with it. Maybe, maybe Johnny's not the, maybe the Johnny that comes in this movie is not the hot-headed, like, I'm too cool for the world, I'm better than everybody else, like... Because I imagine if they're trying to work this into the Marvel Universe with the the snap destroying half of humanity, it'd be tough to have somebody that has a power that just thinks, oh yeah, I'm better than anyone on the whole planet. Like, after you've seen all these other superheroes flying around. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess that brings us to the question of for this reboot, do you think they're going to bring Doctor Doom into it, I mean, they about have to, right? He's the I, main. I feel like they have to because that was like the Fantastic Four versus Doctor Doom. That was like a given. But but I mean, they butchered it, they butchered it twice. Do they dare dare do it another time? They well, this is the thing: is they might bring him in there, and at the end of the movie, they might be setting up for Galactus. I mean, I don't know. Who knows what? I mean, what, I don't even know what phase of Marvel we're going to be in whenever that comes out in, like, 2023 or four. <laughs> who knows? But 
you know, maybe they'll start teasing Galactus now, kind of like what they did with Thanos in the beginning of the, you know, phase one Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they'll get to is they'll go through each phase as well. He will become more and more of a thing. And maybe they'll start it off with Dr. Doom. I don't know. I don't know. It is possible because they've, they've got a lot of villains that were not necessarily the greatest ones, too. I mean, they've got the Mole Man, which I hope they knew that. The Scrolls, which I already talked about, they have out there. They actually start a fight with Namor, the the Submariner, which I could see them bringing that in there to get some underwater action and try and steal some of DC's underwater thunder. Didn't they say already announced that he was going to be like they teased? He was teased in something. I, I read something about that, but I never actually saw if it was legit or somebody just making mm-hmm. stuff up because that happens sometimes. No. Uh, Dr. Doom, obviously the puppet master, which was a cool idea, but doesn't seem like it would translate to a big on-screen villain very well. Um, Molecule Man. Uh, Galactus, <laughs> to- obviously. Claw, which we already had Claw in Black Panther. So it'd be tough to bring him into it. Yeah. When you have uh, to... When you have a villain that's called Molecule Man or anything man, it's kind of like, <laughs> can't take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but we got Ant-Man and the Human Torch, but yeah, I know, they're okay. But like, <laughs> but like, I'm just saying with like a villain, though, like, because I mean, you know, there's yeah. Batman, Aquaman. It's just, it, it gets to a point where you're like, uh. Well, you, you, you take the X-Men movies and you think of what an amazing villain Magneto is because he can make you really feel for his side. But if he came out there and no one will ever mark Magnet Man like that right. again, it would just take it down a whole nother level. Like somehow right. the cheesy nickname of Magneto gives it some credit, whereas Magnet Man would be like, nah, it's a little too far. He got the nickname because <laughs> he thought magnets were neat. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. For Doctor Doom, there's a, there's a few people with the acting prowess that could probably pull it off. It's just, it's got to be somebody that doesn't chew the scenery up. You know, they, they act, they don't overact. And, oh man, I had the name and I lost it. My, my fear of the Fantastic Four, which it's, it's been a problem for all the movies is their original uniforms were so ridiculous mm-hmm. that to have something that is comic accurate is going to look super cheesy. So whatever the costume designers are, have their work cut out for them to give you something that looks like the fantastic four, but doesn't look like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got the matching uniforms. Yes. <laughs> maybe I they go, know. maybe they'll go for the, uh, the Sue storm costume post infinity war when the doppelganger went her a little mad and she went all like super skimpy. Do you remember that one? No, I don't remember that one. <laughs> oh yeah, she had, she had a, a story arc after the her doppelganger from the Infinity War crossover got into her head about stuff, and she was having some emotional issues. So she decided to change her look. So she chopped her hair real short, and instead of her head to body bodysuit, then it was like this super tiny bikini with a four cut out of skin between her cleavage, and like it was it was the nineties. It was. <laughs> I was gonna say a lot of comics in the '90s. I can I can remember just the images of like skimpiness. <laughs> yeah, it it was. I, I it felt like even at the time reading as a 12 year old, it felt like Fantastic Four was trying to keep up with Image Comics as far as what female bodies could look like in comics. You've all heard of the Fantastic Four. How about the Fantastic Fornication? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got the Fantastic Two right here. <laughs> what's the story i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out later <laughs> here's the image right around it 
I don't know. I'm curious to I'm curious to hear what other people. I mean, because that's the whole thing about the the collective internet is everybody. I mean, there there's been a few things where I'm you know people will, will talk about casting. I'm like, oh my gosh, that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we make this happen? And then it doesn't happen. But I'm still like, I kind of wish that would have happened because that would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Even though this was a good casting choice, that still would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. So, I also feel like Fantastic Four is tough because just the powers they have, it's tough to translate to. Because CGI of somebody that can stretch their body everywhere is tough to make that look realistic. Invisible Girl it th- seemingly is easy, but to explain that somebody like in the comics, if you recall, in the old times everything was super cheesy. They just did the outline of her like right. glowing in white, so you could always see what was going on. And do you do something like that in a movie, or is it just invisible and you have to guess that she's there? I think he, I think with the way that since they did such a good job with that horror movie, the uh, Invisible Man, they didn't do a cheesy outline or anything like that. I think. Like, maybe they could make it work. Because you're exactly right. I mean, like, I think that was one of the problems with the early or the late 2000s one was, like, Reed Richards is stretching and it's, like, looking goofy. But, I mean, you have Miss Marvel who can stretch and they're doing that in a movie, so. Mm -hmm. But then you also factor in Human Torch and they've still yet to impress me with a flaming character on the screen for very long. They've tried it with Ghost Rider. They tried it with Dormammu a little bit, like... CGI flames are tough to make them look super realistic, especially when it's part of somebody's body. So, good, I mean, they did a good job with covering Captain Marvel and kind of like the little photon little flames. Yeah, the fo- photon flames in there. But remember, he's he's literally a flame. Fire, yeah. His body is living fire. So it's. I hope they can pull it off because that's a tough one. And then you've got the thing, which making a big dude made out of rock stumble around. I mean, it's, again, another one, really tough one to make it look real so you've got four very tough characters as you imagine all four of them one scene you just see a team of cgi guys like really come on now (laughs) i mean i figure if they can do the hulk a decent job they could probably do the thing better than what they did in the early 2000s where some of it was practical and some of it was cgi and the practical just looks kind of wonky i I love i love the practical look Except when he had to move, because then it felt yeah. like you could just see, like, I'm trying to walk down the street yeah. in this big I think that's what it was. Suit. Like, you, you looked at it, you're like, oh, that's pretty good. And then he's, like, trying to, like, talk and walk. You're like, ooh, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> so, I don't I mean, I, it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, they have Miss Marvel who can stretch and, and, you know, shape shift a little bit. So, maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't go over the top. Reed Richards like they did in the late 2000s movies where he could like it was really just goofy well that, that, his whole comic backstory I mean he literally wraps his entire body around things sometimes like. yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't know I mean 2024 we heard something like that we got a we got some time to speculate and see what they're gonna do with it so you know this is one where we could we could have a part two later on down the road of like our thoughts of with the casting choices in the story. I think so. And it, if it's supposed to come out after Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which comes out in 2023, so we're going to have the Fantastic Four in 2024? Ah. That's smart marketing. <laughs> Maybe it'll 2000- come out on 4-4-24 or something. Ooh. Hey, Marvel. <laughs> if this comes out on April 4th, 2024... You got to remember what he just said. 
You don't have to pay me. Just give me a ticket to go see it. <laughs> or, you know, payment or sponsorship would be nice. <laughs> yeah, we go for that too, but I'm not going <clears> to. <throat> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so Fantastic Four. Uh, I'm honestly. <sighs> As much as I've been let down by the Fantastic Four on the big screen before, with the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going, I am super excited about it. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) hopefully you are too. But what do you think some of the casting choices could be? Because you heard us talk about who we want to be on the screen for it. But let us know at Get Geekish on social media. Who do you think should play the main characters in the Fantastic Four remake? Rumors of John Krasinski. Nothing set in stone, but... Want to know what you think? Let us know at Get Geekish. And again, thanks from the bottom of our hearts for listening to us every week. We really appreciate it. Really do. Lots of geeky stuff happening and lots of geeky events starting to get on the calendar. So there's going to be a lot more fun to be had. Woo! <laughs> we'll talk at you next week. <laughs>